0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Poppy and Holman Sports Lab. I am Poppy. And I am Holman. On this podcast, we'll be discussing sports and whatever else just comes to mind.
1: Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate y'all being here, and we hope you're ready to have a good time with us. Let's get it. Happy. happy Thanksgiving, buddy.
2: Happy belated. Ah, oh, it's Friday. The Friday after. Happy Black Friday. Happy Black Friday, buddy. That's the that's the real holiday. Well,
0: happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, yes. This is f- a full 365. Yeah. Since the Poppy and Holman Sports Lab has recorded their first episode. Yeah. Well, I think it's tomorrow. But, well, the way the calendar hits yeah we did we recorded our last we recorded our very first episode on black friday of 2021 here we are black friday 2022 first episode episode number what fucking ever we're were on
1: oh is this 48 or
0: 49 i think it's one of those two yeah i can tell you here momentarily about 50 episodes later and 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 here we are still here New destination, a new new little venue we got here. Yeah. Um. Still same old
2: bullshit. This will be episode 49. Episode number 49. So we're three short. We took a few vacations. Yeah, we did
0: take a few vacations. Me more so, but that's beside the point.
2: Well, Florida, or the cruise, I went on. I did a solo episode that week. Valid. Uh, Charleston. Yeah, our trip to Charleston. West Virginia. West Virginia.
1: Although we did do a Tuesday episode. That's true.
2: Um. Uh, Christmas of last year. Christmas of last year. Christmas. Um. Merry
0: Christmas, Merry Christmas. Uh, when I went to Ocean City with Steph. Yes. That's three right there. Yep. From 40, boom. There it is. Figured it out. There it is.
1: We locked it in. Well, yeah, this is, uh, the anniversary episode. of poppy at home in sports lab dude i can't believe it's been a year already it's crazy like it's legitimately and it's it's so funny if you go back and listen to the first episode it's kind of tough to listen to like the production quality wasn't there then for some reason we figured it out on episode two production quality has been better since reno told me last uh last week whatever we did last week we were like louder so like he didn't have to turn the volume up in his car as loud which was kind of nice not that it's like a huge change, like you just kind of turn it up a little bit. Excuse me, I just kind of burped into the mic there.
0: I didn't hear anything. You're all right. That was gross. Um, well, you know, Reno, I'll be very honest with you. We didn't really do anything different.
1: <laughs> well, we did because like some sliders got moved around on the board on the trip to uh, West Virginia. Oh,
0: word. Yes, and you I, did. And
1: I was kind of playing around with it. Whatever I did, apparently, was was louder. So mm. good on us because I, uh, I don't really remember what exactly I did, although I did just turn our, our headset down a little bit. Talk
0: your shit, tip.
1: Talk my shit. Um, well, yeah, I don't know what I did. Hopefully, this episode is consistent with last episode, and it's still just as loud. Yep. Um, still sounds the same. But man, it's been a year. I can't believe it. Uh, and uh, you know, it's it's only up from here. We've we've had uh, we've had some good uh, we've had some good episodes.
0: We, yeah, the best is still definitely yet to come for us here on the show.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're only a year in and there's no timetable on this. It's not like, hey, you got 2 years to do a podcast after that you're fucked. You can't do it anymore. Right. It's right. only up from here, um, you know, whether it's getting guests on the show, whether it's converting over to a video podcast, um, whether it's all another of the, change mean, of scenery, who knows. Yeah,
0: who knows. I mean, all of those are definitely on the table. Maybe not to change the scene or anything. That's kind of that's kind of a new one You kind of sprung that on me. But anyway, I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, like who knows what's going yeah, on? Yeah, that, that yeah that that's that's beside the that's point. That's the beauty
1: of life is you don't know. You just kind of you know you kind of take the the building blocks that life throws at you and you just kind of you, you build what you can from it.
0: That's what you do when you get building blocks, dude. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm trying to help you out. No, but um, but yeah, best is still yet to come for us here on the show. Um, like Holman alluded to, you know, there's going to be. There's going to be some different things happening on the show, um, happening for the good, for the more entertaining, uh, because, of course, that is why we do this, to entertain. Well, it's also a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun, but, of course, we are here to entertain listeners, entertain each other. We are here to serve you. Yes, we are here to take pride in the community. I don't know what the hell that's supposed to mean, but I said it anyway. Dude, what if we did, like, a... uh... Handed out turkeys on Thanksgiving. Community outreach. Yeah. Yeah, we could. I mean, I don't really have money to, t- to hand out like thousands of turkeys, but We'll get Marshall Lynch involved. <laughs> um but yeah. One year episode, here we are. Man, it's crazy. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. A year in. Yeah, definitely is. Yeah, I mean I was even I was even talking to Holman earlier today. Um you know, this time last year I had just quit my job at Lowe's. Um That was a year ago today, Black Friday. This is your first Black Friday not working retail. Right. First Black Friday off. Yep. This is the first time I've ever not worked on Black Friday.
1: I know uh, Timbo sent me the picture of the three of us wearing uh, 11 lows five years ago. I
0: still have the picture from my point of view on my phone.
1: Same. Yeah. Mine says trust the process. That's when that was huge for the Sixers. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy, isn't it? Trust the process. Five yeah. years ago. Black Friday.
0: Yeah, I, remember, I I remember that day like it was yesterday.
1: You were wearing were you wearing cherries? He yeah. was you wearing UNCs and I was wearing Barons. Yeah, I was
0: wearing my Cherry Eleven those. Yeah. 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 Good times over there. And then of course now I mean something something a little bit different. I'm coming up on my first full year at Random House. Yeah. That will be.
1: You fixing for a raise over there? They gonna give you a raise for being there for a full year?
0: Uh, I mean, they give you yearly raises, yeah. I'll be eligible for the full bonus when that comes around. It's not a matter of it, it's not a matter of if it happens. It's when. when. It, yeah, when it happens. Yeah. All right, all
1: right. I love that.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, and then uh, you know,
1: Thanksgiving happened yesterday. How was your Thanksgiving? Thanks. Did you have a good one?
0: Yeah, Thanksgiving was good. Um, Steph's dad almost caught the fucking kitchen on fire, so that was fun. Wow. How did you um, do that? It was. Um, was he trying to deep fry turkey? No, I I think like so. I don't. Do you follow uh, Dave Portnoy on uh, Twitter? Uh, I mean, I not really know. Okay, so I don't know how I, I don't know how I ended up following him, but I do. Um, he was at his parents' house for th- for his Thanksgiving, and the pan that the turkey was sitting in, uh, started leaking, and like dripping into the bottom of the oven. Oh fuck. So like got really, really smoky, all that shit. Well the same thing happened to us. Oh no way. Yeah, so it was like really smoky. Uh we had to vacate the uh the kitchen just so we could breathe properly. Oh heavens. Um opened the doors, tunnel fans, all that shit just to air it out. It was really smoky. It Shoot. really was. It was like like I like, have been I've been around like some fire and stuff like that, but that was that was like difficulty breathing. I had to step outside. Oh man. Um but outside of that it was good. Yeah, we did not burn down the um, the kitchen, so it's okay.
1: Okay, that's always good.
0: Um, yeah, all is good. How was yours?
1: It was good. It was it was a good uh, good Thanksgiving. Uh, went over to my brother's house. had a had a delicious dinner over there. Had two plates worth of food. Ate way too much. Um, no such a thing, dude. I was I was struggling for a little while there. You got to see billiam Yeah, got I got to I got to see Bill uh he's a he's a wild character Love yes. him bill is a wild character um did wear a cardigan for thanksgiving my brother uh promptly made fun of me for that one
0: a cardigan yeah well your brother's been making fun of you for a while yeah
1: that's fair well he's a brother so exactly um he goes you got enough Werther's original in there for the rest of us and i reached into my pocket i was like yeah i got one right here and then flipped him off <laughs> <laughs> he thought that was funny he got a nice kick out of that he was he was just dogging the cardigan. i told him i was like you're just angry I was like, it's, this is called projecting, and you're just projecting your feelings onto me and your own insecurities about wearing a cardigan. So, naturally,
2: I'm going to get him a cardigan for Christmas. There you go. He's going to be so upset. You got some sort of news over there.
1: Whether it's sports-related or personal-related, you got some sort of news. Personal? Yeah, you were, you, were, you were in deep thought over there. I was getting a phone call. Oh, God. Um, but no, it was, it was a good Thanksgiving. Um... Of course, like, just brothers being brothers, picking on each other. Um, he was he was picking on my gray hair, and I was like, well, that's why I'm capable of wearing a cardigan. is because I have the gray hair to match it. I was like, <laughs> well, you don't. You can't wear a cardigan. I was like, that, that's, there it is. It's coming, it's coming full circle here about why you're upset. I wore a flannel yesterday. Yeah, yeah you
0: yeah. did. Yeah, very nice flannel that I bought for the occasion.
1: I kind of bought the, I, dude, I was, I don't know. There was something about a cardigan that was enticing. I tell you what, it's comfortable it's warm yeah it's kind of it's light it's like it's light on your body
0: yeah so so i'll be super comfortable so i'll be honest with you so for those of you that follow me on my instagram i posted a picture of me and steph and you don't post often no i am posting more now that you're in a relationship though. i am yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've posted uh i posted once about the podcast about the podcast and i've posted twice since i've been, in, been with my girlfriend um but I
2: wore my fl- I wore a flannel and jeans. I literally wore that for the picture. Changed
1: right in the sweatpants.
0: Changed right in the shorts. Okay. Changed right in the shorts. But that was like right as we were about to start eating, so it was okay. So you just did like a little photo op. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was it. Okay. Yeah, that was, that was, that was, that was, that was really it. You know what? I can respect that. Yeah. I can actually respect that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of
2: cool. Well, I say we move on to the, to the very big, very big news. The exciting news. Buddy,
1: mobile sports betting is live in Maryland. Yep. I've already made a ton of money.
0: Uh, I've made some, not a ton, but I have made some. Between FanDuel and DraftKings running these
1: promotions that are like layups. There's absolute gimmies. It's like, yeah. hey, one point to be scored in this football game, $50 bet wins 100 Right. I'm like, okay, well, it'd be stupid not to take this one. I've legitimately already made like $400.
0: Yeah, I haven't made that much, but I have, I have, um, I have made a good bit. Um.
1: Well, you've just been on, Fanduel, not DraftKings, correct? Fanduel, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fanduel, Fanduel like. only. I do the majority of my sports betting on Fanduel. I will yeah. say that every now and again, I'm on, I'm on DraftKings, and and I I take a peek. They did give me eight free bets, eight free twenty five dollar bets, eight free twenty five dollar bets. So mm-hmm. I've been I've been using them. Um, but yeah, the majority of my betting is done on Fanduel. Hmm. Fanduel, sponsor us. You can now because we're legal here.
0: Yeah, sponsor us because we are legal. Um, yeah, I've been, I've, I've I've been making some money, not a whole lot. Um, my girlfriend's doing better than me, honestly. (laughs) I
1: have, I have that under the laughable moments. Yeah. Your, your lady friend is doing better than us at sports betting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She texted me and said, you'll never guess what I did. And like, whenever you get those text messages, you always think to yourself, oh fuck.
1: The worst of the worst. Worst
0: (laughs) of the worst comes to mind. Like literally that could be anything from her drawing a picture of me to her literally setting a fucking building on fire. Anyway, <laughs> um she uh she registered for FanDuel. Which irritated me because I could have invited her and we both would have gotten more free bets. It was like a hundred dollars. hundred dollars each. Right. And I said something to her about it yesterday, like jokingly. I'm like, Hey, why don't I let like let me invite you. We both get free bets. Yeah. And then when I run out of money on my account, which is inevitable. I'll spend your free money. I spend your free money, and it's all okay, and everything's good. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So we laughed it off, and then she w- then she went ahead and uh, signed up for FanDuel. Uh, she bet money on Baylor to beat Texas live. She put money on the United States to beat England, which that didn't happen. We'll talk about that. Yeah, um, and then she put money on Western Michigan to beat Toledo. <laughs> now, um, so. She'll be the first one to say it. So I'm I'm not like, I'm not like dogging on her or or anything like that. Um, She, I mean, she, she texted me this word for word. When it comes to sports, Steph does not know shit about fuck. Don't know shit about fuck. She doesn't know shit about fuck. So, so she, she literally said to me, she's like, I have no clue what I bet on. Do you think it was like, do you think they were good? And at the time, her her logic behind it was, which wasn't bad logic. She said, "I'm gonna bet on this, this, and this because they're all already playing, so I can see what happens." Which I'm like, okay, that's that's not that's not it's, a, not, it's not the worst logic I've ever not, heard. That's not bad logic. So, um, at the time, Western Michigan was winning, Baylor was winning,
2: and the United States and England were tied it uh, tied it no nil. So, um, Texas ended up winning by
0: eleven. So that didn't work out. She just did straight money lines, no spreads, nothing like that. Just straight money lines. Um, the United States tied with England. Again, we'll touch on. We'll, we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about that because I have like I'm like so infatuated with the World Cup right now. You have to be. You have to be. Um, but Western Michigan fucking squeaked it out against Toledo. I don't know exactly what the score was. I'm about to pull it up now. Last I checked, it was twenty to thirteen. Um. But it's crazy. Western Michigan was up seventeen to seven at the time she bet on it, and they were still the underdog, which makes no sense. Shawty went one for three on her first bets. She did. She won ninety four bucks on free bets. I can't, you can't beat that, man. No, and, and like I couldn't help but laugh because she texted me. She's like, "So how does this work? Like, do I have to pay back whatever I want?" I'm like, "No, no, you keep it." She's doing better than we are, though. She is, yeah. She is doing better than we are. So that's just crazy. I'm very proud of her. Oh yeah, it's a proud moment for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely is. Like I saw, I saw something on Instagram. This one guy took his girlfriend to to a Steelers game with him and his friends and all that shit. And everybody was like talking about betting betting on the game and whatnot. And he said, "Babe, you have to just sign on, do a quick bet, just so you can be a part of it." And she's like, I don't know anything about football. I took this, 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 and this. I couldn't tell you who this guy plays for. I couldn't tell you what this guy or what this guy's position is. She won like five hundred bucks on a five dollar bet. Yeah, can't beat that, man. Right. So, so it's like, like it's funny how like me and Homer were talking about it. We'll like overanalyze everything. Yeah,
1: like I'll take a look. Like just for like just for S's and G's here. We'll take a peek. Uh, like where'd they go? So the Chargers are playing uh, at the Cardinals this week. I'll take a look and I'll be like, okay, well the Chargers have a terrible run defense. Cardinals are gonna run the ball a little bit more, right? Okay, so I was like, all right, I'll take uh, I'll take James Conner rushing touchdown anytime anytime touchdown score, knowing that the Chargers don't have a good running defense. Yeah, James Connor won't score. James Connor will touch the ball like four times. It'll be like the, the Cardinals will have like their third string tight end will have two touchdowns. Right, and I'm like, <gasps> oh man. oh wow, that was a good <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, that moment, yeah, it did sneak up on you. But I'm like looking at, it, I'm like, okay, the Chargers can't can't stop the run to save their fucking lives. But the third string tight end for the Cardinals will score two touchdowns, and I'm right. like, yeah, because that makes
0: sense. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's it's really it's really infuriating. Um. And I, like, I even said to her, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, see, the problem is I always overanalyze my bets. And her response to me was, and I love, I love her to death, but damn her, she said, oh. <laughs> She's like, oh, maybe you shouldn't anymore. You know what? I wish I thought about that like, one. You know what, babe? That's a really, really good observation. I wish I had thought about that before. <laughs> I wish I would have thought of that one. Right. Um, so, yeah. Girlfriend's getting on the wagon. <clears throat> She won, a fir- she won her first bet, $94 on a free $25 bet. That's a nice come up. Yep. Oh, God. That's a, that's a nice little come up. So, shout out her.
1: I was just looking. There's supposed to be thunderstorms for the game down in uh, the Ravens and Jaguars game. Good. That's, oh, I don't know. That, that is good.
0: Maybe the game will get delayed so we can watch it. Oh, that'd be cool. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Sports bettings live in Maryland. Um, it really started on Monday. They did a trial run when the World Cup was starting. Yeah, um, and they did a, um, they did like a little, um, like a little like uh,
2: boost your odds thing for the uh, Monday Night Football game between the Cardinals and who? 49ers.
0: 49ers, Where it was one plus passing yard double your money max bet 50 bucks so yep
1: that was easy peasy lemon squeezy
0: yeah so that was that was really easy but it went live around two o'clock that was when uh the united states kicked off their world cup bid against um against wales uh which ended in a nil nil or in a one one draw bastards um so now that we're talking about that let's just go ahead and jump into the world cup uh, a little bit here um so you know it's really playing out pretty interesting so far um I'm going to pull up standings here so we have an idea of what we're looking like. Only two groups have played two games. You still have C, D, E, F, G, and H. So every so the remaining six groups besides A and B to um to play two games which will come over the rest of the weekend. So in group A for those of you who are not keeping up with the World Cup. Um, group A consists of the Netherlands, Ecuador, Senegal, and host country Qatar. Um, Qatar has officially been eliminated from the World Cup today. Uh, they the first team to be eliminated. Yeah. Um, right now, the, the Netherlands and Ecuador are currently tied at the top of that at the top of that group at four points apiece. Um, kind of just to break it down a little bit more, um, the way that teams advance past the group stage. Is uh, the top two teams points wise in their group go on to the group
2: stage, um, or go on to the knockout round? The teams that get the teams that come in first, um, because
0: that'll be sixteen teams. Uh, so the teams that come in first place in their groups, they get placed accordingly, like one through eight, and then based on points from there, and of course, they will go into goal differential when it comes down to a tie. Uh, that'll that'll determine the rest of the sixteen field team sixteen team field. So the team with the least amount of points and their worst goal differential will go on to play the team that was the number one coming out of qualifying. So uh, that's how that looks right now. Going on to group B. Um, England is currently in first place with four points. Iran with three, the United States with two and Wales with one. Yeah, that's kind of shaped up to be
1: a little odd. Iran was supposed to be fourth. Like that was like yeah. the projections. It was supposed to be England one, United States two, uh, Wales three, and Iran four. Um, with uh, United States and Wales kind of being a toss up on where it was supposed to be. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Wales, I believe, is eliminated. Um, not just yet. Um, I mean, they could squeak it out. I mean, if the United States loses to Iran, well, yeah, it's it's essentially they're eliminated. Unless unless we draw and Wales wins,
1: which at that point they got to beat England, who is looking like a pretty good
0: team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean England's England's a really good team. I mean, of course England
2: is. You know, that's one of the best. Yeah, it's England. It's it's England. Like like soccer, football. That's what they do. Yeah, that's, that's what that's what that's they're known that's for. What,
0: that's what they're known for. Um, but yeah, like Holman said, I mean, Group B is kind of playing out very interestingly. Um. Wales and the United States were really supposed to be the two teams vying to get that group B, to get that second spot in Group B, uh, but now it's looking like it's going to come down to the United States and and Iran. Yeah, and Group
1: C, Group C is getting a little spicy down there too.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, the two teams that are really the really juggernauts in the world, Mexico and Argentina, are currently sitting in third and fourth place behind Poland and, of all teams, Saudi Arabia, who ended up beating Argentina and snapping their thirty sixth game. Consecutive win streak.
1: Yeah, that was huge for Saudi Arabia.
0: Yeah, ma- I mean massive upset. It's one of the biggest upsets
2: in the history of the World Cup. Um, going on to Group D, um,
0: Tunisia and Denmark. They ended in a zero to zero draw. Um, so they're both sitting at one one point apiece. And then the defending champion France started on their repeat bid against Australia. I watched that game. They just decimated that Australia team. Yeah, they beat them four to one. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Australia did jump on top and score and scored early in order to in order to take the lead. Uh, but then after that, just all the talent that's on France. I mean, they had the. I mean, I think I think the best player in the tournament, eh, Kylian Mbappe. One goal, one assist. He really just like when he flipped the switch to take to take over the game. You could like. You could tell that he was there to now say, okay, yep, nope, this game is ours. We're running away with this now. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Group E, another uh, very, very surprising result was Japan upsetting Germany. Yeah. Um, they beat them 2-1. to one, um, And then, no surprise whatsoever, another team that's really supposed to be a top dog here in this tournament. Spain beats Costa Rica 7-0. Yeah, they
1: they beat the absolute breaks off of them. Yeah. That
0: was that was not a fair game. Uh heading on to group F. Um you have Belgium who ended up beating Canada 1-0. Um you know, Belgium's another one of those teams that they're one of the top 5, top 8 teams in the, in the world when it comes to soccer. Canada's I mean, Canada's still pretty high up there. They're still in in, in the top 25, but Canada should have had no business in this game at all. And the fact that you come out with a 1-0 loss against one of the best teams in the world. So not too bad. No, not too bad at all. And then Croatia and Morocco, they finish in a 0-0 draw as well.
2: Um, Group G, you have um, Brazil, who many think is going to be the ones
0: winning the World Cup this year. They have a very, very stacked and loaded team. They ended up beating Serbia to nothing. And then Switzerland also picked up three points by beating Cameroon
1: 1-0. Brazil's going to have a tough time. Uh, they lost uh, Neymar for the rest of the group stage.
0: Yeah, Yeah, they did lose Neymar for the rest of the group stage. Um, luckily, I think their next game is against Cameroon.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think all they have to do is win one more game, and they're good. They do. Yeah, yeah.
0: As, as, long, as long as they win one more game, then they're,
2: they're going to be going forward. Um, so... I think they'll be all right without Neymar. For now. For now, yeah. Um, and then moving on to Group H, um,
0: you have uh, the Korean, P- Korean Republic, which is South Korea. Um, they uh, tied with Uruguay 1-1. Um, to And then Portugal beat Ghana 3-2. to uh, Cristiano Ronaldo became, I want to say, the first player in World Cup history to score in five different World Cups.
1: South Korea and, and Uruguay, but uh they they did not score. It was zero zero.
0: Did I say one one? Yeah. I didn't mean to. Sorry. It's okay. Um but yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo scores in his fifth straight World Cup. Um
1: He's very good at soccer.
0: Really? And I, I don't know if you paid attention to this or not, but it was actually just like hours after he got released from Manchester United. Oh wow. Didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, he went on a, He he did an interview with Piers Morgan. And kind of like trashed, Manu. Really? Yeah, because he w- he wanted to get out there in the transfer window, the the last transfer window, and they wouldn't move him. Huh. Um. So he like trashed the team, and they said, "All right, well, he's done. Effective immediately." Huh. <laughs> so kind okay. of, it's kind of cool. So yeah, that's how that's how it's shaping up so far. Um, like we said, the United States they played England today. Went um had a one to one or had a zero to zero draw. Currently sitting in third in Group B. With two points. um, You know, that group is really up for the taking. Yeah, it really um, is. Even though
2: Wales did lose a shocking match to Iran today. Um, you know, anybody can still win this group. Anybody could move forward. Um, You know, three points separates England and Wales. Yeah, it's not. You know, it's close. It's, yeah. a, it's, it's definitely very close. I want to say that we're the only group where everybody actually has a point. That's fair. At the moment, yes.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, if, if we beat Iran and Wales
2: beats England, I mean, it, things get dicey. Yeah. I think we end up winning the, the group. Um, You know, it really depends on goal differential.
0: Of course, right now, England's sitting at plus four. Yeah. So that they would have to lose by four goals just in order to drop that down to zero. Um, But right now, I mean, it's really playing in our favor. That our
2: goal differential is currently at zero. Yeah. Um, which ultimately is tiebreaker mm-hmm. in the when it comes to the who
0: advances in the World Cup. Iran and Wales are both at minus two. So,
1: yeah, but I mean, all we have to do is beat Iran and we're through. That's it. That's it. All, that, uh,
0: that, that literally, if if we beat Iran, who gives a shit what happens within, between England and Wales? Doesn't matter. Yep, will not matter at this point because we already have a point up on Wales, and if we and if England beats Wales, which I think they will, um, then who cares? Yeah. All we have to do is just handle ours against Iran, which I th- I think the team is capable of doing. Um, I mean, you and I watched the a good a decent amount of the first half, and then we watched all of the second half. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know when they really wanted to, um, the United States flipped the switch; they took over. They spent like a good like 10,
1: 15 minutes down in the attacking attacking zone there. I mean, they were just corner kick after corner kick after corner kick after corner kick. Yeah. And like we were sitting there, we're like, dude, we've got to put one home. Like we had like five straight corner kicks with uh, Christian Pulisic just just burying it home. And there was like, I was like, oh my god, one of these has to go. None of them did.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, it it definitely made it. Um. You know, it made it tough to see all the chances that we got one after another after another. Um,
2: but you know, ultimately, I think um. You know, we 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 held our own with um. With one
0: of the top five teams in the world, I was gonna say one of the, one of the best teams in the World Cup. Yeah, uh, we held our own with England today. Um, so it's a very very good sign. It's
1: a win within itself.
0: Yeah, you know, e- I mean, even if the United United States doesn't go to the knockout stage, you know, this is the third to- third youngest team in the tournament. I thought we were the youngest, third youngest. I, they 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 said it today on TV. I may have said the youngest on the last episode, and I apologize for that. Um, well, no, I heard that rumor as well. It wasn't. It's not just
1: you. I heard we were the youngest.
0: Um, no, we are the third youngest. Interesting. Yeah, we're the third youngest team in the in the tournament. Um, but you know this should be very very encouraging for the next World Cup. Yes, which is being hosted with a joint bid. I mean, we said this last week, between Canada, the United States, and Mexico.
1: It'll be in North America.
0: Yeah, yeah, right right in our own backyard. So, you know, it'll be very interesting to see how the team continues to progress heading into the 2026 World Cup. Because um, I believe, because they're expanding the field. Mm-hmm. Again, uh, I want to say to 32 teams.
1: That'll be nice. Well, we're going to see at least a match. It might not be a, a United States match, but we're going to see a match probably in Philly. I think there's going to be at least one game played there.
0: If not two.
1: Yeah. So as long as there's one played in Philly, uh, I I'm, I'm going to do my damnedest to oh, be I there. Oh, I don't know for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's just going to be a lot of fun. I mean, when else are you going to be able to say? Hey, yeah, I went to a, a World Cup game live. Right.
0: Yeah, I mean it's that
1: that in itself is just going to be. It'd be so, fun to travel and like, go to other countries and do it and experience it. Like sure, that'd be a ton
0: of fun. Super expensive. I ain't got the bread like that. But the fact that it's going to be hosted right here in Philadelphia, and,
1: three hours away,
0: three hours away, and all we have why to, not? All we have to do is just pay probably more than what we're willing to pay for soccer tickets. But then again, you know, I think in the end it will, it will be worth it.
1: Yeah, it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. it will be a lot of fun. But yeah. football news yesterday Thanksgiving football football American football Ameri- football americano um three good games yesterday uh, I'd say I I'd, th- I'd say probably the best Thanksgiving football like full day of Thanksgiving football that we've had in quite some time literally every game was a one possession game
0: Yeah I would agree um I watched the um the Bills game and that was a that was I mean, the Lions are yes, the Lions are the Lions, but you know they're not. Um, you know they're not a team to be taken lightly anymore.
1: You know the Bills are the first team to win back-to-back games in Ford Field since the Lions in 2016. Yep, that's just such a weird stat. It's yeah. so funny though.
0: It's kind of depressing if you're a Lions if you're, fan. If you're a Lions fan,
1: but honestly, the Lions were in this game, and I think I don't know what it speaks to more if it speaks to how scrappy and how good the Lions are. Or if it speaks to the fact that the Bills might be in a bit of trouble this year. Like, uh, I think everybody was expecting them to be a very dominant force. They're kind of squeaking out wins. Um, Josh Allen's beat up. He's a little banged up. Uh, Von Miller ended up getting carted off the field. They said it is not a torn ACL, but it is a sprained knee that is going to probably sideline him for at least a week. (coughs) Excuse me. Um... They did get Tre'Davious White back. That's a huge addition in the secondary. I think Jordan Poyer was also back in uh, in this game as well. Um, but I think the the moral of the story is the Bills still can't
0: seem to run the football very well outside of Josh Allen. Yeah, you know I think it kind of plays on both both things that you hit on. You know I think that the the I don't I I don't know "Scrappy" is the right word to say for the um for the Lions or not. I also want to say this.
1: I like the Bills. I have no issues. I have no quarrels against the Bills. The Bills fans are very classy. You know, they're kind of fun to watch when they <laughs> jump through tables drunkenly, but like you know, they they donated to Lamar Jackson's um uh charity charity when he got injured in the playoff yeah. game. Um. You know, i've I've never I've never really seen anything negative about Buffalo Bills fans. They're very they're very classy organization. Um, I know that uh, Sarah has quite a few um, friends that are are Buffalo Bills fans. Very nice, uh, great people. Love to talk football with them. They're not like they're not like unreasonable. Like the majority like of them
0: are like posh and stuck up and all that shit. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: and most of them are like, yeah, no, we, uh, we really don't have a run game outside of Josh Allen or like, oh, we need to figure this out. We need to like, great people. Nothing against Buffalo.
0: Yeah, um, you know, I'll be honest. I think it, I think it kind of, um, plays on both things that you were hitting on. Um, I think the Lions are a little bit more than just a scrappy team. I think the Lions are genuinely now becoming a very well coached team um you know dan campbell still has to figure out his issues with clock management yeah because that became an issue late in the game dude they only gave
1: buffalo like 25 seconds left
2: but
0: it, it, it was it was more than just that yeah i mean i mean yes you gave buffalo 25 seconds they also did have three timeouts all you have to do is just hit some some quick hitters downfield and you know you know, I fully expected that to happen. But, you know, they had multiple instances where they could have like ran down the clock more and they chose not to. Um you know, in all honesty, clock management was an issue over the whole day yesterday. Um, I agree, yeah. I mean honestly, i mean from from a Ravens fan Ravens fans perspective, you know, it's it's been a big issue for the fucking Ravens this season too. Not yes. just not just on the Thanks not just on Thanksgiving. Um but, you know, I also do think the Bills are in a bit of hot hot water, honestly. Because, um, like you said, they can't run the ball. I mean, Singletary had 72 yards rushing, which isn't bad. But then again, like, we say, oh, Devin Singletary had 72 yards rushing. That's not too bad. Well, that shouldn't be all it takes. That shouldn't be overachieving. Right. Which that feels like it is overachieving <laughs> that, that feels for, like it's for overachieving. running back on the team. Yeah. See the problem. See, this is always the problem that I've had with Josh Allen in particular. I've always had this problem with him because he is labeled as a quarterback who can run,
2: is very physical. He will go deliberately look for contact. Yeah, he seeks it out, and everybody says,
0: "Oh man, look at that guy go." He could do anything. But then when Lamar like runs out of the pocket, people say, that's not sustainable. Can't do it. Can't do that. You got to learn how to pass the ball. But then they watch Josh Allen they're like, holy shit, did you see what Josh Allen
1: did? Did you see him hurdle that linebacker and then take a shot from the, from the safety? Right.
2: If Lamar, if Lamar Jackson did that, the entire NFL world would have no clue what the fuck to do. Elon, then, Elon Musk would have to shut down Twitter. They, <laughs> he
0: probably would, in all honesty. I mean, that would cause such an uproar, but then Josh Allen will do it, and they're like, wow, look at that guy Josh Allen go. Did you see what he did? Did you see that? Did you see that? But then if Lamar does that, it's like, oh my gosh, why is he allowed to do that?
1: Unless you're us. What do you mean? I'd be cheering for it.
0: I, I, mean, I mean, I'd probably tweet at the player that Lamar hurdled. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, per- like personally, I have no problems with Lamar running. I really have no problems with Josh Allen running. But the problem is, if you're going to call it on, on one side, you got to call it for the other. I have no problem with any quarterback running. I have no problem with it either, except for Tom Brady. I do have an issue with that. He can't run. He can't run. If you allow him to gain more than five rushing yards in a game, you're failing.
1: You did yourself a disservice.
0: <laughs> right. Um. But yeah. Um. See, big problem is for for the Bills. Of course everybody's gonna say, oh, Josh Allen's hurt. So it's okay. Well, back the fuck up. because see this is the thing. Tony roma saying, oh, you know, it's okay for now, you know, you still deal with it with your, with the
2: injured elbow, blah 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 blah. He like I literally heard him say that. Don't play. What do you mean? If it if we're gonna give him a pass,
1: like, oh he's injured. It's okay. He's injured. It's okay. No. It's not okay. You're, you're, you're doing your team a disservice. Don't right. play. Right. Everybody, everybody dogged uh, Baker Mayfield last year when he was playing through all those injuries. Uh-huh. Everyone's like, oh, you're, you're doing your team a disservice.
0: Stop playing. Nobody gave the Ravens a pass when they were hurt last season depleted depleted we were just hurt last season we had
1: we had our top three running backs get injured our top two corners get injured uh our starting left tackle get injured our starting quarterback got injured our starting quarterback got injured at one point we lost pass rushers we lost middle linebackers we lost safeties we
0: (laughs) yeah i mean i mean we lost so many players last year and we and we got no pass and this year a fucking mascot tours acl well if that's the worst of the fucking injuries, then we're in good shape.
1: Well, I'm just saying, like that's it's just been a bad run for the Ravens that it's it's gone so fucking deep that even the mascot's I know, been injured. I know,
0: now, the, now the mascot's taking it too. Um, but no, I mean, I mean that's really that's that's always been the big complaint that I've had is that if you're gonna if you're gonna be okay with one person running the ball like he does, just be okay with everybody doing it that way. Yeah. Or if if if
2: you don't like that one person does it, don't like it at all. That's all I ask. Um, it's a good game, though. It was a good game. It's a good, great
1: football game. Bills ended up winning on a game-winning field goal as time expired, uh, 28-25. to Definitely thought this game was going into overtime. Uh, and then Stephon Diggs ran a freaking post route up the middle of the field. Yep. Caught the ball, got him in field goal range. They got a little bit closer, kicked it in. That was game. Poor yep. Lions. Thought they were going to squeeze one out on, on Thanksgiving. It would have been cool. Would have been big for the program. <laughs>
0: It would have been big for the program, but you know, shit happens. Shit does happen. Game number
1: two of the day, middle of the day. Of course, it is the Cowboys. Everybody knows Lions play first, Cowboys play second. Middle of the day, uh, Cowboys ended up squeezing one out against a division rival, uh, the New York Giants. Twenty-eight to twenty was the final score. Um, apparently, it was National Tight Ends Day in fricking Dallas. Uh, I don't know what was going on. Um, fricking Dalton Schultz had two. Uh, Two receiving touchdowns and uh, Peyton Hendershot also ran one in. Yeah, they had th- they had three touchdowns from from their tight ends. Um, Dak Prescott <laughs> kind of looked a little mediocre. Not gonna lie, twenty one to thirty for two hundred sixty one yards. Those numbers alone aren't too bad, but the two touchdowns and two interceptions—that's kind of where it comes in. The two touchdowns not too bad, but the two interceptions not, not great.
0: Can't have that. So you know, here's the, here's the thing with the Cowboys. Um, you know, they're so good at running the ball, and their defense is so good. You know, Dak Prescott kind of holds the team back. I think he does. I think he definitely does hold the team back now at this point. Because, um, he, I mean, they have way too many weapons to be... to look that stagnant at times.
1: Yeah, I mean, Ezekiel Elliott had 16 carries for 92 yards and a touchdown. Tony Pollard, 18 carries for 60 yards. That's not bad. Then you look at the receiving side. You got CeeDee Lamb with six catches for 106 yards. Anytime you have a receiver go over 100 yards receiving, you're doing okay. Right. You had Michael Gallup five catches for 63 yards. That's not bad either. I mean those are those are your two wide receivers. Yeah. Um, that, that are producing. Michael Gallup does a damn good job of going up and getting the ball.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's he's definitely not afraid of the contact when he goes up for the ball. Um, I do commend him a lot. Um, but you know, Dallas is. You know Dallas is going to be Dallas is going to really have a really tough time. You know if the, if the defense doesn't show up on games when it's supposed to, and they and the other team just starts pouring it on. You know I I do have legitimate concerns of if Dak Prescott can keep up with quarterbacks in the NFL.
1: Lucky for him, the NFC is not great this season.
0: Right, but then if you if you look at the teams that are, it's you know it's so top heavy. If you look at the top of the of those
2: divisions. Or, or of, of the conference, I'm sorry. If you look at teams at the top of the conference, you know, you have a lot to keep up with. Yes,
0: they destroyed the Vikings. I'll give them that. You give the Vikings another shot against them, they're not going to allow 40, and they're going to score more than three.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, that was a bit of an anomaly. I did not expect. That's just, that's just bound to happen. I did not expect that but, game to turn then, out that way. And
0: then if you look at a team like the Eagles, you know they've already beaten Dallas once.
1: Granted, again, I know it was in Philly with Cooper Rush starting. Philly was the hottest team in the league. I get it. I know. I've heard it all. Blah, blah, blah. But a win's a win. Right. A win's a win at the end of the day. And at that point, Cooper Rush had won three straight football games. Exactly. And Dallas was hot. And Dallas was talking shit. And they were like, yeah, but you haven't played us yet
2: then well, you they have exactly and then, and then, then you lost. lost
1: and you're like well we had our backup quarterback
0: well you didn't did, 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 did. no, no, no 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 where's that same energy you st- you're still the cowboys cooper Rush in, dak Prescott in. you're still the cowboys you're right we haven't played yet now we have and we won. so keep that same energy keep the same energy that's all that's all this episode's about just it, keeping the same energy energy <laughs> just energy in general Oh, gosh. And then you know if they play a team like the 49ers, who has the defense that can combat them. Very physical. Has the running in that can combat them. And in all honesty, has the more consistent of the two quarterbacks. Oh, 100%. Jimmy Garoppolo is more consistent than Dak Prescott is. When Dak Prescott is at his best, he does look like a top five quarterback in the NFL. He plays good football. Yes, he plays outstanding football when he is at his absolute best. When Jimmy Garoppolo is at his absolute best, you think to yourself, okay, that's a guy who can win you a game. He was one throw away from a Super Bowl. He was one throw away from a Super Bowl.
1: And by one throw, I mean literally like a foot. He yeah. overthrew Emmanuel Sanders by like a foot. Right. It was not much.
0: No. Um, but yeah, I think, the, I think the Cowboys can be in a little bit of trouble. I've said it multiple times on the show. Winning does cure all. They're eight and three. They're in second place at the division, or at the conference? No, division. Really, they? Well, no, because Mike is just on nine and two. But anyway, I'm just letting you work through whatever's going on over there right now. See, I'm still like sick. I'm like nasally, so I'm like trying to like battle two things at the same time. Um,
2: but yeah,
1: but yeah, they are. They are second in the division.
0: Um, in the conference, they're looking. They're probably third. They're They're third right now. They are the third best team in the conference, record-wise. They wouldn't be number three when the playoffs start, but they are the third best team record-wise. Nope.
1: They would end up being the number five
2: seed, and they would end up, honestly, they would take on the Minnesota Vikings as of right now. No, they wouldn't. Yes, they would. No, they wouldn't. Ah, you're right. Five plays four, three plays six, two plays seven. Ha, you did
1: get me. You have bested me. Yep, bitch. That nope, seemed like that was unnecessary. They would play. They would play
2: uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, they would crush them. Yeah, they probably would smack the box. <sighs> so let me ask you this before we get to the last game. The answer's is no.
0: Whose halftime show was better, don't Jonas know. Brothers or Baby Rexha? I I do not know. Didn't watch
2: either one of them. Mm. Shame. Yeah. Could tell you. I don't know. Just being honest. Okay. I don't know what's your opinion? Are you going with are you going with Rexa 'cause her ass? Maybe Rexa's a little bit easier on the eyes than the Jonas brothers are. I'm not
1: gonna disagree with that. I was just curious. I don't know, I saw I saw a video of like Baby Rexa's you know, like, Oh, this is the halftime show and it, you know, she had her, her she had her rump roast
0: out. She didn't have her rump roast out, but like then you know, something that, something else that I was thinking about. What the hell does Baby Rexa have to do anything with the city of Detroit? I don't know. Flip side of that. What the fuck do the Jonas Brothers have anything to
2: do with Arlington, Texas? Yeah, why would it not be Luke Combs? Why would it not be Post Malone? I don't know. Wasn't it last year? Wasn't it Big Sean? Didn't he do...
0: Uh... Big Sean does it like every two years in, That's fact. in, in, in Detroit. It's every, every time he drops a new album. It's either him or Eminem. There's are the only two... Only two artists from Detroit that I know of. But see, you can't let Eminem on the, you can't let Eminem on there anymore. Yeah, he's canceled. He is canceled. That's not true. That's no not one true. can no one can cancel no. Eminem.
1: It's like South Park. You can't cancel either one of you them. You really can't cancel South Park. You can't. You can say what you want about South Park. But you know what you cannot say is that they're hypocrites. True. You can say what you want about South Park, but you cannot call them hypocrites.
0: Yeah. That's a good point.
1: Uh, but last game of the night. New England Patriots going into Minneapolis, taking on the Vikings. Uh, Vikings ended up squeezing this one out, uh, by just a one score game. Like I said, 33 to 26. Um, Kirk cousins had a, had a nice, uh, nice evening playing a primetime game. You know, everyone says he can't do it. Um, had a pretty damn good game. If you ask me 30 to 37 for 299 yards, three touchdowns and one pick. Um, is what it is. That that pick was... The ball was a little bit overthrown. I didn't see it. Didn't see it, so. it was a little overthrown on the receiver, and safety just happened to be right there. I believe it was uh, Jonathan Jones. No clue.
2: Whatever his name is. Sure. Yep, Jonathan Jones. Ha-ha. Um...
1: Yeah, I mean, Minnesota just really leaned on Justin Jefferson in the past game. Nine catches for 139 yards and one touchdown. Um, Adam Thielen had nine catches for 61 yards and a touchdown. And T.J. Hawkinson, the new addition of tight end, five catches for 43 yards and a touchdown. It's not too bad. They didn't really get the run game started. Uh, Dalvin Cook had 22 carries, which is insane to think about, for only 42 yards. Yeah. Uh, Justin Jefferson also did go one of one on passes for 11 yards. So. Shout out Justin Jefferson.
0: You know, on the flip side of that, you know, Mac Jones, a guy who's been, you know, very heavily criticized by his own by his own team, you know. His own fans. His own fans. People think he's losing the locker room. Could see Bailey's happy here soon. Well, he I mean, yes, the Patriots did lose the game, but it wasn't because of Mac Jones. Nope. Twenty eight to thirty nine, three hundred and eighty two yards, two touchdowns. Um and no interceptions. No interceptions. You know, he spread the ball around. He had one, two, three, four, five, six players catch a pass. All six had three or more catches and over 30 yards receiving.
1: Yeah, I mean, the big thing is, though, is you see Ramondre Stevenson right there with nine catches for 76 yards on 10 targets. You'd like to see, you don't really like seeing the the running back lead the team in catches. Doesn't typically lead to success within
0: the pass game, but you know, on the flip side of that, you know, he had a, he had a long of forty. That was his that was his longest that was his longest reception of the day. Take that out, eight catches for thirty six. That's just dink and dump, just getting the ball out of my hands. Right,
1: right. I'm just I'm not saying it's not a, it's not a way to uh, to succeed and win football games. I'm just saying it's not typically. Um, it works for the Bills. Well, that is their run game. They don't have a run game outside. of it. They've <laughs> openly said that. Yep, they have openly
2: said that. It's problematic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was a good football game. So shizzle, I said it. Kind of wish you didn't. <laughs> uh, it was a
1: good football game. Big win for uh for the Vikings coming off that that home blowout from the Cowboys that the Cowboys handed them. Yeah. Um, they needed that to stay alive um at the top of the NFC with the Eagles, um because the Eagles still only have that one loss to the Commanders. Yep. Who we are going to be seeing live Sunday? Yes, we will. Commanders versus Falcons. It's gonna be a good game.
0: So Holman, now that we are officially able to, bet, or me, I'm officially able to bet on sports in Maryland. Let me hear you taking spread, money line. What you got? Tell me. Spread and money line this week. Um, I really do like
1: um the Buccaneers this week. Um, I had spread. The, yes, on the spread. Okay, I do have the Buccaneers. Um. Spread is that minus and three and a half? Minus three and a half is minus one oh four um against the Browns. Um they are in Cleveland. <clears throat> uh, something about this game just kind of seems like this is this is a Tom Brady game to win. Um I I don't know. I kind of like the Bucks here. Uh minus three and a half. And then for money line, a home underdog. Titans plus one eighteen against the Bengals. Huh. Okay, Joe, Joe Mixon is out. He's staying out with the concussion. I do not believe Jamar Chase is back yet either. Um. So I like the home underdog here, Tennessee Titans at plus one
0: eighteen. Gotcha. Okay. Um. So I'm I'm a little bit more underprepared this time. I don't have the exact numbers of what the odds are looking like. Well, well, let's go. These are all via Fanduel. So let's let's take a peek here. Okay. Um. So my spread. Um, I kind of went with the same route last week. I'm going to stick with it this week. I'm going with the Dolphins minus 14. Okay. Uh, Davis Mills has been benched. They're going with Kyle
2: Allen. Kyle Allen at quarterback. Um, You know, I mean, outside of Derek Stingley, the rookie corner
0: for the Texans, you know, they really don't have anybody that can make an impact on the defense
1: minus fourteen is sitting at minus one fifteen right now for us okay
0: um so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna go with the dolphins at at minus fourteen um I think this could be an up and down game for um for the dolphins offense um up off the bench down the field uh that's how that's how I think it's gonna go okay um as long as the Texans don't lose by twenty nine I'm in good shape, yeah. Um, and then you know, uh, for my uh, for my money line, I'm gonna take another home underdog. I'm gonna go with the Carolina Panthers to beat the to beat the uh, Denver Broncos this week. Um, I think last week against the Ravens, a game that I went game that I went to, I saw the, I saw it live as a shit show. Um, you know that defense got really really confident there at the end of the game. You know the offense kind of let them the offense let them down. Oh yeah, um, being led by Baker Mayfield. With the three with three turnovers on three consecutive drives, um, you know that really kill any team's chances. Yeah, that's not that's
1: not winning football.
0: No. So this week they're turning to Sam Darnold. It's a bold strategy. It's that's a very very bold strategy of turning to Sam Darnold this week. I mean that was a guy who even said I'm seeing ghosts when he was playing the damn Patriots. Um, but you know I think I think this season is kind of at, at, at an impasse now for the for the Panthers mathematically, they still do have a shot.
1: Yeah, that division's just not great this season. No.
0: Mathematically, they still have a shot to win the division and make the playoffs. Um, and I think now that staff is going to say, okay, well, let's, let's put it in Darnold's hands, see what he can do. Because there was a point last season where Sam Darnold was actually playing damn good football.
1: Start of the season, he was actually playing pretty well.
0: And the wheels just fell off. Um, this Broncos team, they're bad. The, yes. I mean, the, the defense is really the only thing that's keeping them in the game. And I think, ultimately, at this point now, I think the offense will be a little bit more rejuvenated with Sam Darnold. Mm -hmm. I think they'll be able to do more than what Russell Wilson and the Broncos offense will be able to do.
1: Well, the Panthers, like you said, the home underdog, are sitting at plus 106 right now. So that is the home underdog there. Uh, I know last week, dude, I almost almost went two for two last week on these. Uh, I took the Commanders at minus three um, for minus 115 odds. That hit. I took the Jets money line uh, against the Patriots plus 148. They almost freaking did it until the Patriots ran a punt back to win the game.
0: Are you just bringing this up so I could mention the fact that I took the uh, Vikings money line?
1: No, I, I didn't bring it up for that reason. I was just pissed that that's how I lost my my money line and spread. Because I did. Yeah, you you did take the Vikings last week and it didn't it didn't pay off too well. No, forty to three. It is. I mean, it is what it is. Nobody yeah. expected them to get their shit rocked that no, bad. No, not that bad. I mean, they—I mean, they—they they got rocked. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, how did we do on projections last week?
0: Uh, not too good. We were seven for seven.
1: Yeah, that's not great.
0: That, no, that's that's not
1: great. Not at all. Um, but you kind of alluded to it a little earlier. Davis Mills is getting benched. Um, for Kyle Allen. Um, in bigger news, that one kind of that one kind of snuck in there. Um, I think. Uh, I think a, a a big thing is um, Zach Wilson is being benched by the Jets right now for Mike White. They're not going with Joe Flacco, and I'm not entirely sure why, because Joe Flacco ended up, he was the starting quarterback at the beginning of the season while um, Zach Wilson was out. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, they were playing pretty good football with him at the quarterback spot. Uh, Zach Wilson... He really screwed the pooch last week in the media. Uh, They asked him if he felt like he let the defense down, only scoring three points. He only had nine completions. That's not very good football. And uh, ultimately, he got his ass benched, which is kind of cool to think about. Um, So, I think I think the Zach Wilson experiment. I know Robert Sala said it's not, but I think the Zach Wilson experiment in New York. is is over.
0: You know, it's tough to say. Um, you know, Zach Wilson has a lot of talent. He really does. Um, the numbers haven't been there offensively. But, you know, then again, at the same time, this is not an offensive-driven team. No, Robert Salaid is a defensive coach. Yeah, he, he's, he's a defensive coach. This is a more defensive team than anything
2: else. Um, it's tough. You know, it really is. You know, the Jets have to do something. A, they're they're in a similar situation to the Panthers. They're in a better situation than the Panthers, but very similar situation. That division is still ripe for the taking. They're only two games back right now. Buffalo's at eight and three, they're at six and four. Yep. Um, but
0: they you know, they decided to do something in order in order to try and jump start the offense. Right now, offense is ranked twenty eighth in the NFL. Um, I'm trying to find some of Zach Wilson's stats, just so I can take a look at him, spout some off. Um, but you know, Zach Wilson's really only had two losses this season.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong.
0: Um, but I would like to see
2: if my computer would fucking load. Here, I got you. Zach Wilson has played in seven games.
1: Um, He's completing 55% of his passes. That's not good. I will say that is not good. For just under 1,300 yards, so that's 182 yards a game. Huh. That's not good either. Four touchdowns and five interceptions. He's also been sacked 16 times in seven games. Now, that's not entirely his fault. No. It, uh, it, some of it is his fault. You know, if you're holding on to the ball too long, some of, some of it, to some degree, sacks are quarterback's fault. <laughs> Uh but Joe Flacco, three games wasn't doing much better. I mean I mean he was, but he wasn't. He was completing fifty eight percent of his passes that's not better you got you expect more out of a, a veteran quarterback like that uh but he was in three games he had nine hundred yards. He was averaging three hundred yards a game for five touchdowns and three interceptions uh so I mean, clearly the offense was moving the ball a lot better with Joe Flacco a quarterback Um uh, it doesn't help that they lost Brees Hall for the season. Yeah. That's a huge loss. Um, but it's not like they it's not like they still don't have talent at running back with Michael Carter and then the addition of James Robinson. Uh huh. Uh, but Zach Wilson, I think his time is done, not because of a lack of talent. Uh I don't think it's necessarily even um a lack of leadership. I think it's a lack of production and the fact that he's lost the wide receivers. He's completely lost the wide receiver group. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah, He's th- lost. He. It started with Elijah Moore. Yeah, I think he's lost Garrett Wilson. Now their leading receiver.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, that that, that is a good point. You know, another thing that another thing that I will say, um, in in regards to the stats of Zach Wilson, you know, another another player that struggled mightily, like
2: potential. Bust label through two seasons was Josh Allen. You're right. Um, here comes Brian Dable, new OC, quarterback whisper, figures his shit out, mm-hmm. gets him to see it. Two
0: years. So th- this is this is the thing. Two years is not enough time to say this guy doesn't have it when he was already a project player to begin with I th- I think I think the people I think the Jets knew that he was not NFL
2: ready when he was drafted but had to start him due to lack of options Oh I think it I think it's a a
1: matter of do you start the young quarterback and get him reps and experience which ultimately is the best thing for a young quarterback. Or do you sit him, let him kind of ride the bench a little bit, learn the offense, learn the system, learn, see the pace of the NFL because it's much different than college, um, get him reps in practice, let him sit behind a, a good veteran quarterback, and just kind of like pick the game apart. The same thing with the Ravens they did with Lamar Jackson behind Joe Flacco, kind of pick the game apart a little bit. Patrick Mahomes sitting behind Alex Smith, pick the game apart a little bit. Aaron Rodgers behind Brett Favre, pick the game a little bit. Like, what do you do? Do you, which which is the better option? I mean, the Steelers were trying to do it with uh,
0: Kenny Pickett behind Mitch Trubisky. That didn't seem to be fair. I think. And I mean, even the even the Ravens were going to do it with Joe Flacco. Yeah. I
1: mean, that was that was the end. That was what they were you know trying to do, but. Um, I think the I think the Jets were kind of stuck in a position where it was like, well, shit, what do we do? Robert Sala <clears throat> was probably kind of feeling like his seat was a little warm. I think I think it w- just being in New York, like the expectations are higher. Being a yeah. New York team, the expectations are higher. Um, everybody wants results quickly. Yeah, you know, you you want us to turn your four and twelve team into a. 10 and 17 because at that point the schedule has changed we're playing 17 games now. You want us to flip it that fast and be in the AFC championship year one. That's not how the NFL works.
0: <sighs> well, you know, I will say, you know, they they had they had options. They had Joe Flacco, they had Mike White. Right. I agree. They they had the option to go ahead and say, "Okay, look, this guy's not ready yet, he will
2: be soon." He will be soon, but, you know, he's just not ready yet. I think it's where they took him in the draft.
1: I think they reached on him in the draft. You but, took him so early, you got to play him.
0: But, you know, then again, at the same time, you know, you got to take quarterbacks that early. You have to.
1: Yeah, most of, them, most of the good quarterbacks aren't falling.
2: No.
0: But, you know, looking back on it now, I think you can start to label this draft a bust. For the Jets, especially in
2: the first round, Um, like when I read these names that were taken between their picks, it's insane. Did you see this? Yes. Trey Lance, your jury's still out on from your from your perspective. Not not so much for me. Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Penae Sewell, J.C. Horn. Pat Sertan, Devonta Smith, Justin Fields, Micah Parsons, Rashad Slater, mm-hmm. Elijah Tucker, Yeah. Yeah. That's abysmal. Mm-hmm. That, is, that,
0: those, that is who has been drafted after Zach Wilson, and then Elijah Tucker was their second first-round pick at 14. And then after him, Mac Jones,
2: Jalen Phillips was taken. Canarius Tony, Quid pay. Caleb Farley. Najee Harris. Travis Etienne. Greg Rousseau. Odafe Owe. They fumbled that one yeah. bad. Fum- fumbled the bag. Yeah. Fumbled the bag bad in that one. Yeah, I don't know. It's not looking great for the Jets. Um, I
1: mean,
0: it is. it, it, it ends up... Being what it's gonna be. Um again, you know, this is something we've alluded to. Winning cures is all. You know, so 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 it'll be okay. Um They're in a better position than the Packers and the Bucks right now. That's
2: very true that they are. And the Saints. Uh-huh. And the Panthers. Yep. And the Rams. Well, see, the challenging thing also for the team is is that they're they're playing too well in order to not get a top pick. So that does start to present a problem for them. And they'll end up being
1: okay, whether they take a, uh, this is a pretty deep quarterback class, as far as they might be able to sneak somebody in at that 15 spot, maybe, depending on where they end up. Um, there's also a lot of good other players, other positions in this draft as well. Um, and if not, who knows? They could always shit the bed next season and end up with Caleb Williams or Drake May or Quinn Ewers, three very good young talents that eventually could end up being stars in the NFL. Not Quinn. You don't think so? You know he's got it like that? Hell no. I think he. I think he could potentially.
0: He's about to lose his job next season. Well, it's because Arch Manning is coming in. Pretty
2: true. Um. I was gonna say something but I forget what it was. Okay. Proud of you. Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, I do not know. I don't know either. Well, that's all I got for the NFL. So we pop over to the
1: college football, the most exciting most exciting time of year for that. Cool. Uh we're coming down the home stretch of college football. Uh there's really just one big game going on this weekend. It is number three Michigan going in into number 2 Ohio State the battle for the Big 10 East uh the winner of this will go and play in the Big 10 championship to secure their spot in the college football playoff whoever loses they're kind of at the fate of um the the playoff ranking committee <laughs> yep um but with with last week in college football kind of going the way it did uh they might not be in too bad of shape. I mean, all the top teams really struggled, and uh, with with who they played. I mean, Georgia squeaked one out against Kentucky. Ohio State squeaked one out against Maryland. I know it was, they won by thirteen, but it's because they recovered a fumble in the end zone at the end of the game
0: with like a second, like a two seconds left. That was it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So they kind of squeaked one out there. Michigan barely beat Illinois. Who oh, I know Illinois has one of the best defenses in the country. Um, but they won nineteen to seventeen on a game-winning field goal. TCU squeezed one out against uh, Baylor. Yep. Twenty-nine to twenty-eight on a game-winning field goal again. Tennessee got their shit rocked by South Carolina, sixty-three to thirty-eight. They also lost Hendon Hooker for the rest of the season. He tore his ACL. He's done. Kind of hurts his draft stock a little bit too. I feel bad for the young man in those regards. Mm-hmm. Um, LSU they handled their business against a team that they should have 41 to 10 and then USC beat UCLA 48 to 45. That was a big win for them. But this week, Ohio State, Michigan, I already know who your pick is, so I'm not even going to ask you who you think is going to win this game, but I do want to hear your thoughts on the game and and kind of what what you're thinking.
0: Um so yeah, I mean, I mean, this is of course the big game. You know it's very, very exciting. Not only as a fan of Ohio State, but as a fan of college football. You know it's it's really exciting to see exactly how this game is going to play out. Um, you know, with such large implications on on the CFP, riding on this game. You know, it'll be it'll be very, very interesting to see. Um, you know, in all honesty, I think it's going to come down to who can, to um, to the running game, who can who can stop it. And who can do it most efficiently? Okay. Of course, the Buckeyes—they've kind of had a—they've um, had a revolving door. It's a bit of a committee of backs here recently between Dalen Hayden, uh, Travion Henderson, and uh, what is his first name? Um, Mayan. Mayan Williams. Correct. Thank you. Um, it's been a revolving door between the three of them. Uh, Dalen Hayden, uh, Dale Hayden really, really got his um, his chance last week. Um, um, Williams is out. Travion Henderson got hurt halfway through the game. He took over, scored three touchdowns in the third, really turned the game on its head. Um, but you know, all three of them have over five hundred yards rushing. Yep. So they have a three-headed attack as far as uh, running the ball goes.
1: Yeah, and I think the big thing is is if you look at the you look at the yards allowed defense. Michigan's <sighs> only allowing seventy nine and a half rushing yards a game. Ohio State's only allowing one hundred and eight. So it's not like it's not like that's a slouch defense either, right? Michigan's offense is predicated a little bit more on the run game versus Ohio State's a little bit more pass happy. But granted, when you have CJ Stroud at quarterback,
0: you can. Um, well, you know, I'll say this. You know, the running game of Michigan is not predicated a little bit more on the running game. It is predicated on the running game. Yep. Between Blake Corum and their backup Edwards, they have about two thousand yards rushing. 1,400 of it is Blake Corum. Right. J.J. McCarthy has thrown for 1,900. Yeah. C.J. Stroud is almost at 3,000. You're right.
2: For right.
1: 35 touch. Good God, he's having a hell of a season. Yes.
0: He, he's, he, he's fucking insane.
1: He is insane. Marvin Harrison Jr.,
2: 1,000 receiving yards and 11 touchdowns. Yeah. He's a dog. Yeah. Um... So, you know, ultimately it comes down to who can run the ball better and who can stop the run. I think that's really going to be the key of the game. Um, something that does play into Ohio State's um into their corner. Um Blake Coram did get hurt last week. Did he? Yes, he did he did get hurt, was
0: able to s- try to finish the game and ended up ended up coming out. So how how much of that is going to linger over into the game, of course Ohio of course Michigan's not gonna say.
1: Right, they're going to keep that under wraps for as long as possible.
0: Right, of course. Um, but, you know, it really, it
2: really makes you think, you know, is he going to be 100%? He is, right now, my opinion, the best player in college football.
0: Above Will Anderson?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. He's playing the best right now in college football. Okay. I, I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm just, yeah. I was just curious. Yeah, I, I really don't think there's any. This is, and this is from an Ohio State fan talking about, uh, talking about Michigan. Blake Corum it right now is playing as the best player in college football, in my opinion. Um just what he's doing week in and week out. I mean 1,400 yards through eleven games, eighteen touchdowns. That's insane that's insane. That is absolutely insane. Also, on six yards a carry.
1: He's very good at running the football.
0: Six yards a carry. It was a knee injury that he got. Um Ooh. That's less per, than ideal. Per Jim Harbaugh, it's good. I'll be fine. Fu- or Jim Harbaugh said that said Tuesday that he had no no injury update, although that could be some game and shit because Corum told the Detroit Tuesday news on Sunday, the day after the game, it's good. I'll be fine. I'll be back.
2: Okay. So, of course, he's not going to miss this game against Ohio State. He's just not. He's just not gonna miss the game. No, he's not gonna miss this one. Um. But you know, this game again. This game is gonna all, all come down to the run because if one of the three backs for Ohio State gets going, it gets going consistently. <coughs> excuse me. No man. Yeah. Sorry. Um.
0: That's an open play action for C.J. Stroud in order to, in order to hit those receivers downfield.
2: Um, which if he gets going, good luck. Yeah, it's going to be a r- long day.
0: Yep, it's going to be a very, very long day for, for Michigan. Um, Offensively, they're both averaging over 450 yards a game. Um, but again, the running game, that is going to be the key to the game. Who can stop it the best, who can do it the best.
2: Okay, I like it. Thank you.
1: Uh, I like it. I'll try. Well, we missed the CFP rankings, so we'll talk about them here. It's okay. Uh, right now, CFP has uh, nothing changed in the top four. Uh, Georgia, one. Ohio State, two. Michigan, three. Um, and TCU, at four. Uh, they do currently have LSU, at five. USC, at six. Number seven is Alabama. Number eight is Clemson. And number nine is Oregon. Uh, Outside of that, no one else really has a shot. Tennessee is at 10. They're they they're done, especially without Hendon Hooker. Um, USC has the other big game of the week against Notre Dame, final game of the season. Notre Dame is currently ranked 15th, so that would be a big win for USC to potentially bump them up into the number 5, maybe even the number 4 spot, depending. Um, and then they will play, I believe they're going to play Oregon or Washington in the Pac-12 championship, both of which are ranked within the top 15 as well. Um, Oregon, like I said, is nine and Washington is 13. So uh, huge coming up for USC here. Uh, thoughts on the current rankings?
2: Thoughts on what it's going <sighs> to be after Saturday? Um, so my initial thoughts on the rankings
0: are, I think, um, you know, I think USC kind of got slighted a little bit. I agree. Beating, beating a, a, a top-ranked UCLA team. Yep. They beat a top-ranked UCLA team in comparison to LSU, who, whipped, who whooped the fuck up on. I will say that. UAB. Who? You know, I mean, the, comp- the competition gap is definitely much larger between UCLA and UAB. Um, so I, I, I would think that the CFP committee would have taken that into account when doing the rankings. Well, the AP and- poll did. The A P poll did, yes. And, and and you can and more often than not, you can use that as a pretty good basis of how things are gonna play out for the C F P. Um I thought the win over UCLA would have helped move USC to five and kept L S U at six. I was wrong. Um still L S U, USC, both in striking distance. Um but I think, you know, this week,
2: you know, USC is um I think USC is going to jump into the top four. Okay. Um and in all honesty, I'll surprise you a little bit here. Um I really don't think outside of USC jumping to number three, which I think they will. Okay. I think they'll jump to three. That makes sense. Um, I don't think a lot changes. So where's TCU go? Uh TCU wins goes to 5. LSU wins goes to 6. Okay. So so r- run me down the order here. Georgia 1, Ohio State 2, Ohio State 2, USC
1: 3, Michigan 4. Okay. So you think and I I I'm just I'm just saying it for a conversation here. You think a one-loss Michigan squeezes in over an undefeated TCU?
0: I, I do, because if you look at the, qu- yes, look the quality of wins compare, in comparison to Michigan State and TCU, quality-wise, TCU has beaten higher-ranked opponents consistently throughout the year. But I think something that the committee is taking into account is how they are beating these teams.
1: I agree. They're kind of squeezing them out. They're squeaking in, coming from behind. They're not really right. right, I think right. The only team they of of value that they've beaten that they didn't trail in was Texas.
0: Yeah, I'm about to pull. I'm about to pull up how they look right now. Um, but I think you know if you if you look at what Michigan has done.
2: Um, I mean they kicked the shit out Oklahoma when they were ranked. Oh TCU, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: they, they beat us pretty bad. But yes. we always struggle against TCU for some reason. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Just sure. is what it is. I don't know what to tell you about that, dude. I, there's nothing you can <laughs> tell me. Just is what it is. Um, but I think the way that Michigan handled all of, the, all of their opponents this year, I could legitimately see Michigan dropping to number four and TCU dropping to five, LSU to six, and USC jumping into the top. Okay, so I, I'm just I'm just throwing out there, Michigan. If they lose to Ohio State,
1: which I believe that they will, yes. you as well, that means they would have only played two ranked opponents at the like they were ranked at the time of them playing them, according to the AP poll, and they would have went one and one. And the only team that they played that they beat in the top twenty five was Penn State, number ten Penn State. Yeah, granted they beat them forty one to seventeen, but that's it. I mean, they played Colorado State, they played Hawaii, they played UConn, they played Maryland, they almost lost that one, they played Iowa, they played Indiana, they beat Penn State, they beat Michigan State, who's not very good this season, they beat Rutgers, Nebraska, and Illinois, who is not ranked at the time of them playing, but they did barely squeeze that one out.
0: Yeah, you know, as as crazy as it does sound, but you know, you have to look at the way they beat these teams. I think that's what the committee is going to take into account. Outside of Illinois, nobody else has really given. The, I mean, and Maryland, Maryland, Maryland did give them some issues. But you know, if you look at the way everybody else play at, at the way they played, everybody else, you know, they dominated everyone. I'm not disagreeing with it. I'm I'm just I'm just having this conversation simply to have the conversation. Right, 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 right. And I, you know, I think the CFP is going is going to value the way that they ended up playing against you know against all these teams. Now what if they get now
1: what if Michigan gets their shit cracked by Ohio State? That's a State? different
0: that's a different story. That's a drastically different story. If 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 Ohio State comes out and just absolutely destroys Michigan. Just throttles them. They would have to beat Michigan I think by 3 plus touchdowns for Michigan to hop out of the top 4. I think so, yeah.
1: Okay. What if what if it's a what if it's a two touchdown loss? Uh but Ohio State had a lead, never gave up the lead, and Michigan still lost by two touchdowns. <sighs> you know, that's tough to say. Um... And I'm going to talk about, like, Ohio State, like, just at the end of the game, like, scored again and, like, like put it away. I'm, like, I'm saying, like, let's say at some point in the third quarter, like, oh, you know, Ohio State kind of flips the switch. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um...
1: Like it's a seven-point game going into half. Ohio State's up, but once again, Ohio State's never never trailed in the game. Come out in the third quarter, they score. Michigan scores it's still, but then Mich- Ohio State scores again, and like that's kind of it.
0: Yeah, you know that's um, you know that's a ve- that you know that's an interesting way to think about it. You know it, you know it definitely is. I think uh, you know I think the CFP still will definitely value the way that Michigan beat their opponents this year. Um. You know, I think it's they get throttled by Ohio State, I don't think it's I don't think I don't think it affects them too much. regard I mean, regardless of whether I, whether I'm correct, whether I'm incorrect, that that'll 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 remain to be seen. Yeah, we don't we don't end up picking the rankings, right? I still think Michigan ends up a top six
2: team. I, I agree. Th- I think your one through six teams. Um, I think they still do change, regardless. Okay. Do you think there's any way Clemson sneaks in? Um, there's, there's
0: been talks about them kind of being slighted at eight. Clemson won't sneak in.
2: I think Alabama might move to six. So you think, what do you think, LSU falls out? <sighs> you think LSU falls to seven? Bama to, Bama to six? No, I'm going to go with a very bold take this week. Okay. I love bold takes. TCU loses on the road to Iowa State. Mm, okay. TCU TCU has struggled against good defenses this year. Iowa,
0: Iowa State is a top ten defense.
1: They do have a very good defense. I I'm not going to disagree with that. Okay.
0: Um, you know if you if if you you know take take a look at what Iowa State's done this
2: year. You know, um, ten to seven whenever Iowa. 14-11 lost to Kansas. 10-9 to 9 lost to Kansas State. 24-21 to 21 lost to Texas. Uh, gave up 14 points, or gave up 20 points to Oklahoma State. Gave up 14 points to Texas Tech. That's a team that's not giving up a lot of points. Yeah, they're kind of stingy on the defensive
0: side of the ball. They're very stingy on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, the most points that they've allowed all season came in a loss to Oklahoma, came in a loss to Oklahoma, where they lost twenty seven to thirteen. Yeah, that's. I mean, that I think that would be the only saving grace for Iowa, for Oklahoma or TCU is that that offense can't put up a lot of points, but that defense is stout. Yeah, that is a very very good defense there at Iowa State. I agree. I agree. My overall rankings, I think um I think
1: they got the 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 college football playoff committee got this one right for the most part the other top than top 4. Or are you saying top 4 is correct? I'd swap LSU and USC. I
0: would too. I mean that I mean that's that's really my big complaint about it. Um I think uh USC definitely deserves to be the number 5 team in the country, especially with the the way they beat UCLA. Mhm. I mean, yes, USC. I mean, LSU handled business. I, you know, all these acronyms really trip me up. LSU, UAB, USC, TCU, LSU. Said HUT? Right, exactly. Um, you know, LSU handled business against UAB.
1: Said University of Alabama, bring Birmingham. It is, yes, is good that job. Hey, hey, I know things.
0: Very, very good job. Um, yeah, that's um, so they handled business against them definitely, um, but you know. USC handled business against a ranked opponent.
2: I agree. So, my
1: guess the, this this is my prediction for for what the rankings end up after after Saturday. Okay. Ohio State won. Wow. I think for the time being, they put Ohio State at one because because of the value of the win because of the value of the win over Michigan. Uh, I think I think ultimately they handled Michigan pretty well. Uh-huh. Um. They have in past years. Outside of last year, Michigan... They've had, they've had Michigan's number since 2004. Yes, they have. Um, so I think Ohio State wins this game relatively handedly. I think uh, the way that Ohio State beats Michigan kind of outweighs how Georgia beat Tennessee. So I think Ohio State moves into the number one spot for the time being. Until after the conference championships when Georgia beats LSU and Ohio State beats.
0: Right now, I want to say it's Iowa. I want to say it's Purdue. I'm about to check now.
1: I don't even know who's in for the Big Ten West. I'm about to check. That kind of proves that the win that Georgia is going to have against a top ranked LSU team. So then, at that point, Georgia takes back over the number one spot. I don't think Ohio State lives up there very long. Iowa, Iowa. Well, there you go. They take on Iowa. Georgia beating LSU weighs in a lot more. Well, Purdue
0: and Iowa are currently tied. There you They're go. both five and three. They're both five and three conference play.
1: Either way, Georgia beating LSU versus Ohio State beating Iowa or Purdue uh, outweighs that. Georgia jumps back up into number one for the final rankings. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of Saturday. I think when the new rankings come out, I think Ohio State jumps to one. Georgia is two. I think TCU stays home at four. Okay. And I think USC moves to three. Hmm. I think USC ends up beating number 15, Notre Dame. I would agree, yeah. And at that point, USC is very battle-tested. They have played quite a few ranked opponents. Um... In consecutive games at that, they will eventually, like I said, play Oregon or Washington in the Pac-12 championship. And if they win that as well, Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams are going to the college football playoffs. It's lock and key, it's non-negotiable. Um, I ultimately think that TCU does lose the conference championship. Okay. Um, against ranked Kansas State, number twelve, Kansas State. Kansas State has a very good offense. I think I think TCU ended up ends up losing that one. Um so then you have Georgia 1, Ohio State 2, USC 3 leaves that 4 spot open. So then you got to take a look. Do you put two-loss Alabama in there who did not even play in a conference championship? Do you put in one-loss Michigan who did not play in a conference championship but only loss is to the number 2 team in the country, Ohio State? Mm. Do you put in you can't put in LSU at three losses. I think that's no. I think that's too much. Yeah. Well, what about if Clemson wins their conference? What if they win the ACC? They beat North Carolina. One loss Clemson. Yeah. But they did win their conference. Do they sneak into four? Yeah. TCU, who lost their conference, only and that was their only loss, was in the conference championship. Do they sneak in at four? Who knows? I think Michigan ultimately outweighs all of them and sneaks in at four. So I think the final four ends up being Georgia 1, Ohio State 2, USC 3, and Michigan 4. But at the end of this week, I believe that it's Ohio State 1, Georgia 2, USC 3, and then what I say TCU 4.
2: Okay. That's my prediction. I don't know. I
1: could be dead wrong. Who knows? Tulane could end up being the number one team in the country after this week. Who the fuck, fuck. knows? Yeah, right. Who the hell knows? I know that it's not going to be Ole Miss because they lost to Mississippi
0: State. Um, so I will say this in regards to the Big Ten West. Currently, the team that sits atop the Big Ten West, Iowa, is currently
2: down twenty four to twenty four to seven with five eleven left in the third to Nebraska. So it might end up being Purdue. So here's the thing. Purdue and Iowa both sit at five and three in big ten play. But there's four teams that are tied at seven and four. There's four teams tied at seven and four. I'm about to pull up all I'm about to
0: tell you who they are now. Iowa, Purdue, Illinois, and Wisconsin. No, sorry, Minnesota. They're all tied at seven and four. Iowa and Purdue are both five and three. Illinois and Minnesota are both four and four in conference play. Okay. So if Iowa loses they're da- they're out. So that leaves Purdue, Illinois, and
2: Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I don't know who, he- who 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 plays, but I'm trying to figure that out now. <laughs> I don't know who each other play. Ooh. Um, so like a fucking owl. Yeah, 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 whatever. Who 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 who
0: is she? Okay, so Illinois plays Northwestern. Purdue
2: plays Indiana and Minnesota plays Wisconsin. So all three teams are on the road to finish out the season. So it'll be very interesting to see who ends up uh, who ends up doing the damn thing. Yeah. And this is all predicated on the fact that Ohio State actually beats Michigan. Right. Which we both think they will. But on the
1: odd chance, hey, maybe fucking Michigan wins this. Maybe. Yeah. Roar. That really just spices things up. That would spice things up a lot.
0: With having the number one defense in the country, I would not be surprised if the winner of this game, I would not be surprised if they move to one. That's that's what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, I, I think whoever wins this game eventually ultimately moves to one for a short time until the conference championships come around, and then Georgia takes back over.
0: But you know, depending on
2: how depending on how they handle, um, LSU, they could stay at they. One of those two teams could stay at number one. They could. I I'm not I'm not ruling
0: it out. I think
1: anything's possible. Did
0: you say Oregon plays Washington this week?
1: Uh I don't know. But USC will play one of those two in the conference championship.
0: Oregon plays Oregon State.
2: Washington, if I had to guess, plays Washington. you think so? By God I'm right. Hey, you know things. Uh, it, it it's 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 their rivalry week, yeah, or it's rival, rivalry week, week. <laughs> um, but last thing on the docket here, um,
1: former Baylor head coach took For, a little
0: former Panthers head coach
1: took a little shot at the NFL. Matt Rule, the Jay Z of the NFL, who was fired this year, is taking over as the new head coach for the Nebraska Cornhuskers. He's
0: so next season. He's nearing an agreement to um to take on
2: their head coaching position. Um you know, this was a this was rumored. Yeah, it was it, it was it was in the works for for quite some time. Yeah. Um You know, in
0: that rule, he has he has a history of turnaround programs. He didn't just do it once, he's done it twice. He's done it
2: at Baylor and he's done it at Temple. Um So he's I mean Nebraska is going to get bad quick because Matt Rule has torn down the has torn down to the bone and then builds it up his way. Um, so he did, he did it with, he did it with temple. Um,
0: they won the AAC, but he won the AAC with temple. Their second, their second
2: conference, second conference title. He didn't win. Um, he did not win the big 12 with Baylor. Um,
0: but a lot of those guys still are from the past coaching staff. that was, that was there. Cause he was only there for two years. Yeah. um, so, Nebraska going going for the big fish, taking Matt Rule, bringing him on. And, uh, you know, it'll be very interesting to see what does happen there. A few other tidbits. Um, Lane Kiffin was rumored to be the guy who was a venture from Auburn. He has made it very public he's not leaving Ole Miss.
1: Well, of course, Auburn wants a Lane Kiffin. Why would you not? Any college football team outside of maybe Ohio State and Alabama would love to have. And maybe USC would love to have Lane Kiffin.
0: Yeah, and then to um, uh, then to spin it on to another to, to another subject, um. I mean, still with college football. Um, this is stemming back from the Michigan versus Michigan State game. Um, seven students from Michigan State are being charged, um, for the, it it was called a melee, but it was kind of just Michigan State players jumping Michigan players, in the tunnel,
2: um, after the game. Um one player is um being charged with felonious
0: assault. Oh wow. And then five are being charged with aggravated assault and one is being charged with assault and battery. Oh wow. So you got seven players total being charged. So not a good look for Michigan State. Yeah, they're gonna lose it for a lot of recruits over that one. That's not uh, good for the program. Yes, that is correct. If I was a parent, I wouldn't want to send my kids there. Which is tough for Michigan State because they just signed their head coach, Mel Tucker, to a new extension. That sucks. So it's going to be tough studying
2: for them here for a little while. Yeah, that it is. Well, buddy, I don't know about you, but that's all I got for the week. Yep, that's all I got, man.
1: Had a a great Thanksgiving. hope everyone did as well. Hope everyone got some shopping done here on Black Friday. Found some good sales. Stayed safe. Didn't get into any altercations uh, like the Michigan State players. Uh Uh, No aggravated assault or assault and battery for any of you guys. Hope you guys have a nice, safe weekend. We will be in uh, D.C. Landover. Well, I know. It's not technically D.C. Landover, Maryland. We will be at the Washington Commanders game on Sunday. Hope
2: you guys have a good weekend. Stay safe and uh, make good choices. Yep. Thanks, guys. We'll catch you next week.